What is going on? My name is Zach Justice. I'm Indiana Massara. I'm Jared Bailey. And we are part of the Dropouts podcast, probably the 36th best podcast in the entire world, according to my mom. But with that said, we're friends in your ears. It's like you're at a friend's sleepover. We talk about absolutely nothing and everything at the same time. But you can take us with you wherever you go. I'm a victim of um, two divorces, so I talk about how sad I am that I can't find a father. I'm also a child victim of divorce, but more recently, my ex also kidnapped me a few times. So yeah, we've got some enticing stories. I'd give, it a, I'd give it a listen. I have two happily married moms, but I can't seem to find a happy relationship of my own. Regardless of that, I'm still a relentlessly happy person, which oftentimes frightens these two. So that's kind of us in a nutshell. If you want to listen to us, we're on YouTube. You can see us visually. Uh, Spotify is also a place you can listen to us and Apple Podcasts. Literally anywhere there's a podcast. So why don't you pop us in your ears, find out you hate us, then come back because we're an acquired taste. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Hey everybody, my name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm on Exchange. And we are the hosts of Sibling Rivalry. This is a podcast where two best friends gab and talk smack and have a lot of fun with our black queer selves. Yeah, for sure. And you know, we are family, so we uh, talk about everything, honey, from why we don't like hugs, to Black Lives Matter, <laughs> to interracial dating, to other things. Right, Bob? Yes, and it gets messy, and we are not afraid to be wrong. So please, join us <laughs> over here at Sibling Rivalry, available anywhere you get your podcast. You can listen and subscribe for free. For free, honey. It also says it's best not to store potatoes in the fridge. I have heard that, yes. Yeah. You want to store them in a cool, but not too cool, dry place. Yeah. So they can just like chill. Also, fun fact, store them in a paper bag. This is just an at-home experiment I've been running ever since the potatoes tried to kill me. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but, but, okay. Welcome back. To another Monday morning with the random theory. Woo! Yeehaw, baby. Yeehaw. We do have some devastating news to share with yeah, you. Yeah, we want to just start this one right off the top on a real somber note. Somber. Put yourself in a, in that mindset. If you guys remember, yeah. back at the end of the year. End of the year. We did a science wrap-up podcast. Science news wrap-up. And just like interesting news yeah, of the just year. Yeah, funny news. Yeah. One of those things has not panned out. Yeah. And we are sad to share that Doug the Potato. Doug the Potato. That we told you about. Yeah. Has come out as a gourd. So we had said that Doug was. A potato. A potato. And he was the record largest potato. Potato. But now he's a gourd. He is a gourd. And there's no, no judgment. There's no judgment. No judgment on gourds. None. But obviously, we're devastated. Devastated, yeah. Heartbroken. Really devastating news. Really just shattered everything. So, in honor of all the real potatoes out there, yeah, we want to highlight the real potatoes. The real potatoes, the MVPs out there. Yeah. French fries. We're talking about French fries today. <laughs> Heck yes. Yeehaw! <laughs> this is my favorite food besides pancakes. Yeah, you've been talking about doing a French fries podcast for a very long time. Since we started this since podcast. Since we started, yeah. What, like, since we started talking about doing a podcast. Yeah, I was like, I want to do a podcast on French fries. Yeah. Well, the mood really shifted. Energy changed. It did. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, real 180 there. Hope you were Woo! buckled in for that. Real 180. Yeah. Um, before we get into French fries, though, we have some uh -huh. people to say thank you to. Okay. 
So these are reviews off of Apple Podcast. Leave a rating and review. If you want your review to get read, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts, drop a review. Uh, it doesn't, again, I've said this every week, doesn't actually need to even be a review. Tell me a joke, a knock-knock joke. We're going on like week five. This is a, yeah. <laughs> at this point, I appreciate the reviews we've got. I really do. Thank you. But no jokes, you know? He really just wants a knock-knock joke. I want joke. a knock-knock joke. I don't think there's like rules against... No, there's not. You can literally just go on and leave it. Yeah. It can be the cheesiest knock-knock joke ever. Just something. Yeah. I just feel so bad because you want a knock-knock joke so bad and no one is provided. Each week I look and it's just... Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. <laughs> but I do appreciate the reviews that are there. So thank you to the people <laughs> that have left reviews. We love it. Yeah. Also, if you're the 100th rating and review Ooh. we'll see if some we can make something special happen yeah because we're at like 80 when this we're doing this podcast right now uh-huh. we have 82 reviews yeah so if you're number 100 mm-hmm. we'll just say something special is gonna well, happen something special we want we want to make something special happen <laughs> we don't know what that we something what special is. is yet so that means you don't know what it is yet either but we'll make it happen yeah okay okay thank you to potatoes felt fitting not planned by the way not planned potatoes they said awesome found this podcast recently it is funny and sciencey at the same time great thank you potatoes (laughs) thanks potatoes uh okay and then i've got one from taylor sloan shout out taylor shout out to taylor uh she titled it i love y'all love a couple e's on the love i love listening to y'all on my way to work uh my top fave I always mention everything I learned from y'all to my coworkers, and they are always so astonished. Keep up the good work. Taylor, thank you so much. You should really suggest to your friends that yeah. they listen to it too so you guys have something interesting to talk I, about. I really appreciate you sharing what you've learned with your coworkers. That's yeah. really cool. I'm glad that some random thing that we've <laughs> said has made its way to Taylor's coworkers. <laughs> I really appreciate that. So I don't know you. what we've said on this podcast either, so I hope it's all good I, things. Yeah, who knows what she's sharing. If you shared the news about Doug, make sure to give him the update. All right. How did French fries get their name? <laughs> How did French fries get their name? Despite the name and popularity, French fries are not French. Of course they're not. <laughs> nothing can be right. Nothing, nothing is what it seems. <laughs> nothing is what it seems. A simple 19-pound potato is... Not even a potato. Not even a potato. So the origin can be found in Belgium, where historians claim potatoes were being fried in the late 1600s. Okay. Yeah. So according to Belgium law, lore, law, okay, poor villagers uh, would often eat small fried fish that they would catch in the river. And during the winter months, when the river froze over, they couldn't fish anymore. So it forced the villagers to find other sources of food because mm. they couldn't eat the fish anymore. Okay. So then the villagers turned to the root plant, the potato, sure. slicing and frying them like they would prepare fish. Okay. Yeah. Some chips. Yes. Instead of fish. They might say they're, I don't know. Fish and chips. I don't know if that's just a like UK thing. I don't know. So American soldiers were first introduced to fries when they were stationed in Belgium during World War One. I think that's the that's... crazy thing to me is like yeah. we've only known about them since World War One. World War One. Like before that, French fries weren't a thing. They weren't even a thing. In the States. What did anyone eat with a I burger? <laughs> Were we eating burgers? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so fries or french fries are one of the most popular side dishes in the world. They find accompaniments in dips, 
via mayonnaise, ketchup, and vinegar. And if you are from Utah, the famous fry sauce. sauce. Yep. Okay. So I grew up in Utah. I've lived in Utah my whole life. I've lived here. I did not. It doesn't make sense to me that fry sauce was only a Utah thing. Dude, I had never heard of fry sauce. So here's the thing. is in Utah, you you get fry sauce at McDonald's. Uh, yeah, you can get it at like major chains. Yes, like everywhere. For anyone that doesn't know what fry sauce is, it's basically ketchup and mayo. Yeah, just mix. And then you can, you know, people like sauce it up a little bit. You yeah. Know? Sp- add, a little, add a little spice to it, <laughs> you know, a little salt. But yeah, you can get it at like major chain restaurants. So me being a kid growing up here i was like oh well this is obviously just a common sure. thing and then yeah i'd get people that moved here and yeah. be like what the heck is fry sauce mm-hmm. what is this and i'd be like what are you talking about yeah we've always had this all right you ready for this one yeah yeah did you know belgium is also home and i want to go here so bad because of this to belgium yes to belgium yeah <laughs> and this other place I'm about to mention okay um is home to the world's first and so far the only french fry museum <laughs> the tasty snack has also has a day assigned to it national french fry day they have a day yes wow. and it is celebrated across the u.s on july 13th every single year oh that's in the u.s yes we have a day yes okay. we don't have a museum a fry museum no. like belgium but well we didn't invent them so the french fry museum wow can you imagine yeah i wonder if sounds... you have the first fry the fry the, first the original fry. fry the original i would imagine it probably doesn't look like like i bet they were doing slices instead of like the long i'm sure yeah yeah, yeah it was more like a chip are you ready amazon warehouse hiring day is coming on october 26th amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this amazon warehouse is the place to work things like competitive pay great benefits and so much more drop in for some swag bring a friend and you could even walk away with a job to find an amazon warehouse hiring day event close to you visit amazon.com hiring day that's amazon.com hiring day amazon is an equal opportunity employer so in 2014, Belgium sought to give French fries a cultural heritage status. Okay. Belgian fries are traditionally sold in a paper cone in a fricket? Fritcot. Generally a snack or trailer. That sounds very similar to like the UK fish and chips. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. Okay. It's like an ice cream cone, but way yeah, bigger. Yeah, it's just like wrapped up in a yeah, thing yeah, yeah. and they just throw in. Yeah. Yeah. So get this. This is the crazy statistic that blows my mind. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. there are some 5,000 of these in Belgium, the frickets, where they sell the fries. Okay. Making them 10 times more common per capita than McDonald's restaurants in the United States. Whoa. I think I saw a stat that was like per 5,000 people, there's like one stand. So they're really doing French fries there. Every corner, man. They got you, yeah, <laughs> you cannot walk out of a building and not get sold some French fries. Yeah, so no shock that Belgium makes the most French fries in the world. Real quick, like I don't know if we do, but if we have any listeners from Belgium, write in. Tell us what it's like. Please. Are you constantly accosted by people selling you French fries? <laughs> I would love that as someone that loves French yeah, fries. Yeah, you, you're like, that's heaven. I would be like, let me have yours. Let me have yours. Yeah. I'd be like, um, what's his name? Where he rates the pizzas. Oh, yeah. Uh, Barstool. No, Barstool oh. Sports. Oh, yeah, the guy. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he like rates all the pizzas by like the flop and whatnot. Yeah, I would definitely. Rating. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd have a whole app and everything rating all the fries. Wow. <laughs> Who has the best fries? Okay, so how are potatoes grown? Okay. 
because this was my next question. Yeah. Because I was kind of like, how do you grow this many potatoes? That's a lot of potatoes. To like feed that many people. I've always heard about Idaho being a big potato producer, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it sounds like somewhere near Belgium is <laughs> bigger. Bigger? Yeah. I don't know. So the part of the plant that we call the potato grows underground. Yeah. Like a peanut. <laughs> you really got to bring that up? <laughs> yep. You know, I did know that a potato grew underground, okay? <laughs> I did know that. It makes sense. A peanut does not. It grows on a specialized underground stem called a stolon. Oh. So although potatoes grow underground, they are stems, not roots, oh. and are known as tubers. Okay. So it's not a root. Not a root. It's a tuber. Also, what's pretty shocking is potato plants actually produce flowers. And they're actually really? really pretty. And there's fruit that grows from these flowers and that look like little green tomatoes and they are not edible. Oh, well. So I found this incredibly interesting, okay. this next piece. So many plant diseases can infect potatoes. To help minimize the loss of diseases, farmers usually grow potatoes in each field once every four years. Oh. Because like there's so many diseases, they have to basically clear out the field. Oh, they can't do it year after no. year because they'll get a disease. Yeah. Whoa. It's crazy. So every four years. Dude, so that yeah. sounds hard. That potato farming's no joke. Oh yeah, it gets better because they have to like test the soil and everything okay. too. So in farming, they call them seasons. So like the the years in between their sure. seasons. So the three seasons between potato crops allows time for potato infested disease to die out in that field. Okay. And then we have to figure out how fertile the soil is in the field. So they have the soil analyzed to determine how much nitrogen and phosphorus and other essential plant nutrients is in the ground. Mm. And then they mix in whatever the field needs to help them grow the highest quality potato crop without wasting fertilizer. Sure. Yeah. Dude, farming. It's insane. It's nuts. So my question was, how do you plant a potato because they don't have seeds? Right. The potato is the seed. Is the seed. Yeah. Yeah. So they take these potatoes and they like chop them. And mm-hmm. those are called the potato seeds. So like, you know chopped. when you yeah. So you know yeah. when you like leave your potatoes for sure. too long, and they kind of start growing weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's something <laughs> I. You just looked like something tra- you were about to tell us. Well, something traumatic. Okay. Here's something I learned. Um, and I don't have like the full facts on it. So, okay. You know, if this interests you, look it up. But so we had bought some potatoes, like mm-hmm. a bag of potatoes from Costco or something. Sack of potatoes. Sack of potatoes, um, as they come, and we had left it in. A, s- a small cupboard, mm-hmm. dark space where you're just kind of supposed to store potatoes. Um, left it there not that long, you know, maybe two, three weeks. Okay. And all of a sudden I started smelling this really bad smell, really rancid. I'm like, what is that? In the kitchen, you know, and I'm like, what? Yeah. And I opened it up. It was dripping juice, right? Uh-uh. And it had a terrible smell. And so I threw it out immediately. Sure. Wiped it up, got some like uh, <laughs> disinfectant wipes. Because it was just like you black juice everywhere. Well, so I looked it up. They had gotten rotten, obviously. However, I learned that that can actually kill you. The noxious fumes put off by rancid potatoes. Shut up. Can kill you. And there's what? been reports of families like in a smaller space where they have a bunch of potatoes or other families of like root plants uh-huh. or whatever when they go bad and spoil those fumes they put off have killed people holy crap because they don't realize it and they breathe that in for so long 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. So keep an eye on your potatoes because they can go bad. And if you're in a small enclosed space with those fumes, it might not end well. That's terrifying. Yeah. Death by potato. Death by potato. <laughs> not maybe the way you want to go. I don't know. Okay. Okay. On that note. <laughs> on that note. Yeah. What were we talking about? We were talking about planting the potatoes. Yeah, I don't know in the how ground. I, oh, because you were talking about like when you leave them and they grow. They start growing, yeah. Yeah, well, that's not what happens. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe it did, but then they got mushy and started leaking juice. Ew. Yeah. Okay, so the potatoes that are good, mm-hmm. um, that we're planting, um, the potato know. grows stems and roots from the eyes, quote unquote. Yes. Because they're able to feed off the energy in the seed piece. The potato plant grows very fast right from the start. Interesting. So, yeah, they take off like immediately. Cool. Yeah. And then harvesting them, um, they do it very similarly to the peanuts where they just basically churn up the ground and pull right. up the potatoes. But they have to do it very carefully um, to make sure they don't bruise any of them. And what's really interesting is that potatoes can be stored for up to 11 months in temperature controlled environments. Wow. 11 months. So you might be eating an 11-month-old potato. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that either. It's kind of gross. I guess as long as it doesn't go bad in my cupboard, I'm fine. Yeah, right? Yeah. The next line title feels a little uh, subjective. Like, you definitely wrote that. What makes French fries so good? <laughs> what makes French fries so good? Like, you know, there's probably people out there that hate them. <laughs> If you hate French fries, you should not be listening to this podcast. And also, I don't wow. know. Actually, I could be friends with them because if they don't like the French fries, that means I get to eat the French fries. You get their so, French like, fries. yeah, they order them at a restaurant, I get yeah. to eat them. So we could be friends. So it's fine. There's actually a lot of work done by breeders and potato processors to develop an optimal potato for French fries. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So you want high dry matter and starch content. So potatoes best for French fries contain a relatively large amount of starch from anywhere from 14 to 18% starch. Wow. Okay. You want to look for potatoes that are labeled as being starchy or mealy. These potatoes become more fluffy on the inside and fall apart a little more easily when you're cooking them. Oh, that makes sense. You want yeah. a good fluffy fry. Yeah, you want that crisp, like... Yeah, crisp outside, fluffy inside. Fluffy inside. Yep. This thing on here says, note, the opposite of mealy potatoes are waxy potatoes. And the difference between those is they're less suitable for fries. So those would be more of your, like, smaller potatoes. Yeah. I feel like you can look at them and tell. Like, if you're in a grocery store, your mealy potatoes are going to be, like, they have a harder outside. Yeah. Like, it's rough. But, like, if you look at your... Um, potatoes you use for like all gratin potatoes, the ones you just like straight up roast. Yeah. Are usually like the gold potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are they my have, jam. I yeah, love they those. have the waxy outside coating. Yeah. They would so, not be good for potatoes. No, because they like they just don't do well. They're dense and yeah. Yeah. But I do love those. Um, you also want a low reducing sugar content. Too much sugar in your potatoes can cause excessive browning during the frying stage and result in too much color on the outside. Okay. The sugar content is related to a specific potato variety. Interesting. And it also strongly depends on how potatoes are stored. Oh, so if they're stored improperly, they Mm -hmm. could get more sugar. They could develop more sugar. Yeah, which makes sense. Maybe that's what's happening. That is probably what's happening. When they don't have light, all the sugar builds up and a chemical reaction happens. I would assume that is what... yeah, Yeah. Yeah. It also says it's best not to store potatoes in the fridge. I have heard that, yes. Yeah. You want to store them in a cool, but not too cool, dry place. Yeah. So they can just like chill. Also, fun fact, store them in a paper bag 
this is just an at-home experiment I've been running ever since the potatoes tried to kill me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> but, sorry, what? But, okay, they, they, when they tried to kill me, they were in a just a plastic bag that they came in, right? The plastic Oh, you're not sack. supposed to store them in plastic. Yeah. I did learn that. I didn't, you know, I just put sure. the sack in there. Mm-hmm. But then after they, after there was an attempted murder, murder. um, I, we bought the same bag. I'm sorry, could you imagine a murder mystery case? <laughs> but it's like on a potatoes. podcast. <laughs> but like. The big reveal at the end is a sack of potatoes <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> Dude, that's a great idea. That's a murder mystery novel right there. Yeah, I would read that. Anyway, Whew. I dumped them into a paper bag, okay. like a brown paper bag. Yeah. And they seem to have kept far longer. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder if the brown paper bag like helps with moisture at all. Uh, maybe, yeah, yeah. It keeps the moisture off of them, mm-hmm. whereas the plastic, it just keeps it all locked yeah. in. Onto length and color. Of the potato. Yes. This might not be relevant for home cooks, but manufacturers prefer a longer potato variety. Um, this way you have to cut fewer potato potatoes. Taters. <laughs> and you can serve longer fries. Have yeah. you ever gotten a really long fry? <laughs> <laughs> it blows my mind every time I see one. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I need to get a life. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever gotten that excited over a fresh <laughs> fry. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, sure. And we're back. Color is also something that people are very picky about with their French fries. Okay. In Western Europe, consumers might be looking for yellow fries, where in America, we're looking for whiter fries to be more acceptable. I, I don't know if I've ever like consciously been like, uh, the color of this fry is off. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. I usually just shovel them in. I usually I'm like, wow, it looks golden brown as long as it's not floppy and soggy. Yeah, and cool. you don't want a soggy fry. Yeah. So now let's talk about the impact of size and shape of your fry. Okay. Wow. Let's start with the cutting of the potato. I'm telling you, I went in on you this went podcast. went in on this, on some fries. There is a lot of variety. Basically, the easiest way to talk about this is the length, the width, and the thickness or height. Uh-huh. So with a standard French fry... The long boy. The standard fry. Standard the fry. The McDonald's fry. The standard fry. Uh-huh. The typical fry that you're going to get Yeah. Um, has a very similar thickness and width. Right. So the length has to be way greater than the thickness. It has to be way longer. Yeah. It's basically and, a square that's kind of been yeah, 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 yeah. stretched out. But the width and the height or thickness can be equal. Yeah. But the length has got to be real long. You got to be a long fry. Long boy. Yep. Okay, now the steak fry. Steak fry. Uh, In different countries, they call them differently, but it's a fry that's still clearly longer than it is thicker or wider, Mm -hmm. but which is wider than it is thick. Yeah, so that's, it's basically a flattened fry kind of, but it's still long, Mm -hmm. but it's like wide. So the length is greater than the thickness and the width yes yeah it still has to be long yeah yeah but the width has to be greater than the thickness man this is weird in the weeds we are with- so the width is like how long far across it is the thickness is like if you sat it down like how thick is this how boy? tall is it yeah <laughs> <laughs> talking about french fries right now <laughs> oh my god okay i'm good no. I'm good. On to the wedges. Uh, okay, the wedge. The wedge is the only one they serve over in the 
French McDonald's. Really? It's a wedge. It's a wedge. Mm-hmm. Weird. Wedge. wonder why. So these are harder to define, but they are longer than they are thick or wide. Okay. However, their thickness and width varies per slice. Sure. You're not going to have a perfect... No, yeah. these guys is like this, these guys are someone was in the kitchen just kind of like just hacking wedging just going <laughs> just wedging. It's a cross section of this fry would give a triangle instead of a square or rectangle. Yeah. So the length on this one still has to be greater than the height mm-hmm. and the width, but the width and the height aren't as easy to find. If you, I mean, it's a wedge. It's a wedge. Picture a wedge, and then and, it's and then it's a fry comment below if you're watching on youtube what's your what's the ideal fry are you a are you a standard or a, a steak a wedge mm-hmm. a, a curly fry wavy fry wavy fry what are those all called? the fries what's the crinkle cut yes yeah the crinkle crinkle cut cuts fry. or you know just like throwing it out there are you a tater top fan i like the tots but like they gotta be cooked cr- properly sure well it all has to be cooked properly yeah 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 Okay. All right. Let's talk about how these are heated. Yeah. And why size and shape matters. Yes. So why are we even considering these dimensions? Good question. (laughs) (laughs) This feels like the fart podcast where we just got really into farts and like the science behind farts. If you haven't listened to that one. It's a good one. It's a good one if you're into that kind of thing, I guess. So once you've started heating the French fry, it's important to know how heat is traveling through them. How fast the heat reaches the center determines how fast your fry will cook. Heat will use the shortest route possible to get to the center of the fry. In all the given examples, it doesn't matter how long your fry is when determining how fast your fry will heat through. Right. So it doesn't matter if it's the longest boy you've ever thrown in a fryer or the shortest boy. It's how thick it's your how guy thick is. It is. So in the case of the steak fryer, the wedge, uh-huh. they're thick boys. Yeah. So they take longer They'll to take heat a, through. Which makes sense. Yeah. That explains why the wedge is generally a soggier. Yeah. Doesn't get crispy fry. on the outside because yeah. it just can't. It just can't. <laughs> it's just too much potato. You just burn it by the time it's. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on to. Step, stepping away from how to fries. fries yes we're going to talk about the whole of the potato now we're talking about the potato as a as a functional unit as a functional unit yeah i have always loved that potatoes can power a clock sure and so i wanted to dive into that a little bit and then i wanted to figure out how much it would take to run a house and how many potatoes it would take to jumpstart a mercedes okay let's get into it <laughs> Okay, so a potato clock runs by converting chemical energy into electrical energy, which is then used to power a clock. The potato in combination with the zinc and copper strips, which act as electrodes, Uh act as the battery. So you put zinc and copper strips in a potato. Yes. Attached to wires. Yes. And that is acting as your battery. Yes. Okay. The energy comes from the chemical change in the zinc when it dissolves inside the mild phosphoric acid inside of the potato. It's probably what tried to kill you. Probably. (laughs) Phosphoric acid. Holy crap, man. Potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) The energy does not come from the potato itself. What happens is the zinc oxidizes inside the potato, exchanging some of its electrons with the potato acid in order to reach a lower energy state. Okay. And the energy release provides electrical power. And that's how electricity works. In potatoes. In potatoes. 
Have you done this before? I haven't. Next T-Core video coming at you. Potato clocks. Potato clock. Then I was like, well, if potatoes can produce energy, maybe you could run a car off of it. And you can link them together. I was like, maybe we can link some potatoes in like a bed of a truck and like run yeah. a car off What's of like, it. What's like, what like battery. four potatoes? <laughs> it's like four potato car. Yeah, four potato car. That's like, instead of horsepower. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we got a... We got potato power, got man. Got four potatoes. <laughs> this thing runs off four potatoes. So to jumpstart a car, you're uh-huh. going to need 12.6 volts. Okay. So if you take 12.6 divided by 0.8, you get 15.75 potatoes. Okay. And you use the 0.8 because that's how much they produce. That's how much. Uh, that's how many volts they're yeah. producing. Yeah. So you need to know how many potatoes you need. Okay. So we're just going to round that up to 16. And then just for the heck of it, we're going to use 20 just to make sure we got so, enough energy. <laughs> so, so we're rocking 20 potatoes. 16 to 20 potatoes to jumpstart a car. Less than I thought. Yeah, right? That's not bad, actually. No. Like, I think we could do that. I think we could, too. That's interesting. So then I was like, well, if you can do it with a car, could you do it with a house? Like, power your house off of potatoes. Fully off the grid. <laughs> yeah. Potato energy. You're, you're <laughs> <laughs> you run off. Forget about solar. <laughs> we got potatoes. We're, roll, we're rolling with potatoes here. If I had a potato farm, I would absolutely <laughs> run my house off of potatoes. Dude, that's such an interesting idea. It like would it, be so legit. If you grew potatoes just to power your house. <laughs> I think it would be so cool. So first, I got to tell you about the energy of a house. Yeah. So the average energy consumption of an American home is around 11,280 kilowatt hours per year with an average of 940 kilowatt hours per month. Right. The average home would use approximately 1.29 kilowatts per hour or 1,290 volts per hour. That we need. That we need. To cover. Yes. With potato. With potato. Yeah. This sounds doable, right? We already did 16 to jump our car. Hey, I mean, we're sitting in a truck with 16 (laughs) or 20 (laughs) potatoes. Like, might as well add a couple more. So if we use just straight up raw potatoes, Uh unboiled just straight out of the it's bag. Just straight, straight from the. No, we dug them out of the ground. Out of the ground. Straight out of the ground. Straight from the ground. From our potato farm. It would take 2,580 potatoes to power a house for just an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Significantly more. A little more than the but, 20. But. Yeah. If we boil the potatoes. Oh. To save money. Sure. We allow the increase of energy to be about 10 times. Oh, 10. Okay. So that five volts per potato is now a huge difference. And it only takes 258 potatoes to power our entire house for an hour. So you're telling me. So this is your fun fact hack. Yes. If you go, if you boil a potato, you Mm -hmm. go from 0.8 volts to five volts. Yes. What a hack. (laughs) What a hack. That's what I'm saying. I... You just got to boil your potatoes. Boil your potatoes before you power your house, obviously. (laughs) So you don't have to use 2,580. You can just use 258 potatoes. I mean. Got to go to the potato room and change out your potatoes. Also, where are you boiling 258 potatoes? In the boiler room. Oh, right. My boiler room where I boil my hundreds of potatoes. What a hack. You're welcome, internet. Listen, 258 <laughs> potatoes, I mean, that's definitely more doable than 2,000. Yeah. 
my question is, is like when you're done using them to power your house can you turn them into french fries or will you like die yeah what happens to the potato at that i don't point? know is it, if because it, if it's still edible then yeah like you could just live off the grid <laughs> you've got your you've got your you grow them yeah you use them as power you only need to grow like 500 potatoes it's nothing yeah probably. for two hours of power <laughs> so <laughs> so okay let's just do some <laughs> let me do some quick math here so that's 200 but listen, if you're living off the 258 <laughs> potatoes an hour if we're looking at 24 hours in a day i believe that's that's how many hours we're still looking at 6100 <laughs> potatoes a day to power that house yeah. Listen, if you're living off the grid, you're yeah. not going to have a lot of power anyway, right? You don't know how much power I have. <laughs> I got potato power. <laughs> no, you're right. It's You're not going to have like the average house I'm probably. I know. So this hard. got really crazy. Oh. Uh, here's the thing. I would love to like try that on a small scale. I think it'd be great. Like we could do like a small room. I wonder if something. we could power like a generator. Can we power a fryer with a potato? <laughs> Awesome. Yes, we can. That really we got funny. her. That's a video. We're Power, doing it. Powered a fryer with a potato and then fried the potato. That's pretty funny. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I like that. We're okay. going to do that. No one else do that. Um, I also think it would be crazy to like take a little Barbie Jeep or something. Yeah. And put a little wagon on the back. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If we got like a, a little remote control. Yeah. Like Jeep. Mm-hmm. And then put it, dude. That's a great idea. <laughs> that's so funny. We're a potato channel. Oh my gosh, we are gonna be a potato channel. There's gonna be so much potato content this year. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. Yeah, scrap every other plan we had. Okay, last couple facts for you. Yeah, last fact here. Worldwide, uh-huh. there are three hundred and seventy million tons of potatoes produced per year. Oh my goodness. That's a lot of potatoes. Tons. Tons. Could you imagine how many houses you could power with that? How many? So many. (laughs) So many houses. Tons. For at least like a couple days. Yeah. 370 million tons of potatoes. That's a lot. China is actually the largest potato producer. And then India comes in second. You know, a little disappointed that Idaho's not. uh, Me too. I figured they were the big, you know, that's their big claim to fame. But I guess uh, not quite. Last fact. This This makes my heart happy. Okay. 35% 35% of potato crops yeah. are turned into french fries. Okay. 28% is used for fresh and 13% goes to chips. Wow. I'm speechless. What a podcast. This honestly. was great. A real roller coaster. This was an adventure. Now I really want some french fries. I think we should go get some. Yeah. Guys, leave a rating, comment, review, yep. all those things on the podcast on an Apple Pod. Yeah. If you're listening on YouTube or watching the video, jump over to Apple Podcasts drop a rating review yeah. mm-hmm. really helps us out we really appreciate it yeah we super appreciate it and guys make sure you're sharing this with your friends and mm-hmm. family members um or anyone you think that would enjoy this podcast even yep. teachers because this is just a fun thing to stick on sure because yeah. i mean it's it's pg you know yeah, we keep it pg we keep it pg yeah just like full of fun facts yeah except the fart podcast that except the po- little... yeah maybe don't put the fart Ooh. one on like I don't your know. kids will be giggling all day yeah definitely <laughs> but thanks you for listening guys we yeah. will be back next week with another fantastic podcast about humor jokes jokes why yeah. things are funny 
It'll be about jokes. Jokes. So get ready for that. Have a good spring. Have a good <laughs> Have a good spring. Plant your potatoes. Yes, plant your potatoes. Get your potatoes planted. It's prime potato planting season. Yeah. You gotta get your house power going. <laughs> Bye, Bye. friends. Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash hiring day. That's Amazon.com slash hiring day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash hiring day. That's Amazon.com slash hiring day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.